gang. Can't stop, won't stop. It's another edition of the Cod's Gridiron Showcase. Well, it's not the uh, watch list show anymore. It's just the Cod's Gridiron Showcase. This is the roster announcement show because yesterday we did indeed announce the rosters for the third annual Cod's Gridiron Showcase and Symposium being held Wednesday. I'm sorry. January 7th through the 11th in Bedford, Texas. For more information, uh, log on cgsallstar.com. We have the rosters up there. We have yesterday's announcement show in case you missed that. And today, we're going to kind of break it down and and dissect some of these players and uh, go through the positions. We won't announce the entire rosters. We did that yesterday. So cgsallstar.com for the announcement show. And we're going to kick it off here with uh, one of the co-founders of the College Gridiron Showcase. He is Jose Jefferson. He joins us now on the Defiant Fuel Hotline. How are we doing today, Jose? Good. How are you? Doing very good and uh, excited about our roster. We got it out there yesterday to the masses. A lot of uh, positive reaction and great feedback coming in. So uh, looking forward to, you know, breaking it down here for the people. You know, something I always get asked a lot about is the selection process for the roster, and a lot of time goes into it. Tough decisions have to be made. If you want to maybe just elaborate on the selection process, how we go about it, and just fill our uh, audience in on that. Sure. Um, for, all the, for all the folks listening, whether they be agents or players or whatnot, it is, it's an extremely tough process. For us, um, which is why it's so much work put into it. But just like all the other games, we only have a certain amount of spots. So probably the only luxury that we have is that we've extended our roster. However, with the extension of the roster, we really have to pinpoint the the proper players that, that will attract scouts that are, are draftable and and we aren't always right i mean that's that's the whole thing i guess i want to get out is that we aren't always right however we are very thorough you know we're very well researched uh very well connected and we get a lot of of input and feedback from people and and rick you know better than most i mean it's it's not a uh we like him or we don't like him it's it's pretty researched with film um, scouting uh, advice, and then just from our own backgrounds in football. But it's a tough process. And, and like I said, for anybody who's listening that was not selected or any agents that are listening that players aren't selected, you know, it, it's, a, it's a grind and it's a tough process. However, we have, I think we're at 100 and, 165 players right now, which is far and above any other event that's out there. So we are at least trying to give extra opportunities to guys that are well-deserving. Yeah, it's a great blend of FBS, FCS, uh, talent from all levels, different conferences, and uh, really, really looking forward to the competition that's going to be down there in Bedford, Texas. And I'm going to welcome in our other co-host for today. He is the director of scouting for the NFL Draft Bible, Joe Everett. He's been along the ride for the whole breakdown of the College Gridiron Showcase watch list show. And we done did it, man. We announced the rosters. We're going to break it down here today. Are you ready? I'm, I'm all set. I can't believe uh, I'm going to be driving down to Texas in less than a week. So, yeah, I'm ready for the event. Looking forward to it, guys. Oh, yeah. 
All right, well, let's kick it off. Uh, like I said yesterday, we went through the entire rosters, and you can get that up over on the CGFAllStar.com website. And, you know, the quarterbacks, I'll start off with you, Jose, for the quarterbacks, because I think as a group, that was one of the more challenging positions for us, you know, when, when you talk about a lot of the quarterbacks getting drafted in the early rounds or underclassmen usually, and then how many good quarterbacks are there to really supply four all-star events. So I think we've done a wonderful job with the quarterback groups that we have in the showcase. And uh, just curious, you know, who are, who are some of the guys here you're looking forward to? Um, you know, and I'll, and I'll add on to what you're saying that, you know, I think we all know anybody who's in football circles knows that this is a down class for quarterbacks. However, um, and I'm not afraid to say this to anybody, I feel our quarterback group is as talented as any other event that's postseason right now. Um, I, I'm very excited um, about Bart Houston. I'm very excited about Zach Connick um, from Stephen F. Austin. Uh, I, I mean, those guys right there, you know, they, they fit the typical prototype, uh, what the NFL is looking for, come from those offenses that are power run offenses, under center offenses, uh, which, you know, the NFL craze. I mean, when we uh, run our practices, that's one of the first requests from the scouts is that they do not want to see any shotgun. So that's, that's impressive um, for these guys to come to the, from those programs to be able to, to come out there and, and not be foreign to that concept. Um, then you also got, you know, Dane Evans, who was uh, a last-minute addition to the, the all-star group. However, I thought he played lights out in his bowl game. Uh, I think it was at halftime. He threw for 202 and, and three touchdowns, no picks, and that was just at halftime. And um, he's, you know, a little undersized per se, but, but the kid gets it done. So I'm, I'm excited to see those guys lean amongst the others. Um, one name that sticks out to me is Trenton Norvell, who was a starter at Western Illinois for, for a few years, and then they changed coaches and went to a different system. And this is a guy – um, I joked with him when I was on the phone with him. I said, uh, he said he hasn't played all year because of the new system. And I said, well, you should be well rested then for the CGS. And I, I think he's going to come out, play lights out. He's 6'4", 225, prototypical arm, prototypical size. Um, he's going to shock a lot of people. So that class is going to be very good. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, and we also have some small school talent. Justin Dvorak from Colorado School of Mines, very intriguing prospect. And uh, Dalton Easton out of Bryan, a record-setting quarterback in his own right. Joe, you know, we see it every year with the all-star circuit, whether it be uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Carson Wentz last year solidifying his draft stock. Even Kristen Ponder uh, was able to, you know, boost his draft stock from an all-star event, and we'll be down there on location picking these guys apart from the, the, the minute they step onto the field. We're going to be really, you know, breaking down the quarterbacks because everybody's looking for that under-the-radar quarterback. And, hey, maybe it's Dane Evans. You know, Jose mentioned uh, that bowl game, that Miami Beach Bowl. He finished up with 304 yards, five wow. touchdown passes, Little Jeez. icing on the cake for his collegiate career, huh? Oh no, yeah, that's that's, oh, that's spiking the touchdown, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, between Justin Dvorak and Dalton Easton, those two guys have over twenty thousand yards of offense between both of them. 
um, which which I think is outstanding. I mean, um, Dvork coming from you know Colorado School of Mines is a finalist for the Harlan Hill. It's thirteen thousand passing yards and one hundred and thirty four touchdowns. I mean, that's insane. I mean, and and you, I came from a Division two myself, and, and nobody just hands you those stats. You know, you you have to earn those week in and week out. And and obviously for four years. Um, he, he's put in some work, and, and it's the same with Dalton Easton. I mean, Dalton Easton's almost at 8,000 yards himself and responsible for 70 touchdowns himself. So these guys, you know, regardless of their competition, they were doing what they were supposed to be doing um, at the level they were at. So now when we throw them in the mix with all the rest of the kids that we have, um, I, I don't think they're going to stammer or stutter, to tell you quite, quite honestly. I, I'm very excited to see those guys. And, Joe, that's what the showcase is all about, for those guys to be able to take reps with, you know, uh, the, the Bart Houstons of Wisconsin and Tyler O'Connor of Michigan State. And I think it's a really great way to gauge these prospects. Well, yeah, these guys have won games, too. And O'Connor, Houston, I think, just to piggyback on what Jose said, these guys that were running out of a spread, they were under center. They're taking snaps. And uh, just that pro system that O'Connor comes from, and then Houston, fifth-year starter with a lot of experience. Both these guys have good size. Uh, I really love this group coming in. So I think it's not just, oh, well, there's this guy and then there's this guy. It's just a whole list of guys that, uh, you know, we're going to be struggling to get good reps in for each and every single one of them. No doubt about it. And you're tuned in to the College Gridiron Showcase roster reaction show. We're running through the positions here, talking about some of the prospects. The NFL draft evaluation process uh, kicks off in Bedford, Texas, January 7th through the 11th. We'll have live stream coverage. For more information, log on to cdsallstar.com and Joe, I'll start off with you for the running backs because a lot of guys here that are kind of under the radar but I think can really earn themselves uh, some money here at the College Gridiron Showcase with the platform we're providing. Well, uh, you know I love Joe Boynon, the Northern Illinois, the big power back. I think he's a a pile mover, just a natural grinder, uh, capable of consistently. Blake, he's going to break that first tackler. He's just such a thick guy tall back. I think a, a lot of people have probably seen him. Another guy, though, uh, that I really want to focus on, Devontae Mays, Utah State. I, I think uh, what intrigues me about him is the JUCO program. He comes out of that blend, you know. Now it's produced not just Cam Newton, but this Day-Day Westbrook who took the country by storm also from that same program. And, boy, what he's got common with Westbrook is just that impressive burst. He gets to third gear so quick. He turns the corner really well. Uh, Mays just I like how he sets up his cuts. He just seems to know how to bait defenders into his moves. So, uh, Devontae Mays in space, he's a guy that just gets you excited with the ball in his hands. And seeing his name on our list of running backs, he kind of stands out because uh, I definitely want to see him in action and get to find out more about Mays in this process. Yeah, and the great thing about it, you know, is the fact he was he was hampered by an injury this season, so he had some time to get healthy and participate in the College Gridiron Showcase. But that's a perfect example of how a player can come down to Bedford and, and just boost his draft stock, Jose. Um, you know, the one guy that stands out to me is uh, Dan Andrews from Brockport, and I got real excited uh, when I saw his film and I sent it to you and Craig right away and said, man, this guy, he's a playmaker. And then, 
you know, we mentioned that that Tulsa bowl game, uh, James Flanders, 100 yards for 17 on 17 carries and a touchdown in that bowl game as well. So I think this is a very uh, talented and deep running back class. Yes, and and here's the thing with with the running backs is now with the NFL being the way that it is, the the guys like Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, Le'Veon Bell, those type of guys, you know, uh, even um, Johnson out of Arizona, you don't get too many of those guys anymore. And looking at this class, there's a few big backs in in this in this class here. I mean, I, I you look at some of them and they could be outside linebackers easily. Um, I, I like their production. Um, you know, the, when I, when I think of big, big, big backs, you know, these, some of these guys in here are just, you know, King Frazier, obviously a Nebraska transfer, um, goes to North Dakota state. I mean, and for the first time in what five years, they're going to actually let somebody else win the championship. So we'll, we'll get him from day one. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see him compete because he was at Nebraska and now he's at North Dakota State. So, I mean, he, he's used to that big school feel. Um, like I said, there's so many guys in there that are, you know, I'm, I'm impressed to, to see, you know, Devontae Mays, you know, Flanders out of Tulsa, like you were saying, um, Tyga Smith, you know, I mean, all these guys with their makeup from the offenses that they come from. And nowadays with, with teams running two backs, you know, these guys could easily – fit into someone else's system right away and, and be a contributor right away. I mean, we we were pretty blessed last year to have a couple guys go into that same situation, you know, Kenneth Merrill from Houston, you know, fitting in with San Diego right there, sharing snaps with Melvin Gordon out in San Diego. And I see these guys in that same, you know, mode and the same ability to be able to do that. Yeah, and I'll tell you one other last guy. I mean, Will Stanback from Virginia Union, who – I really was not that familiar with until you sent him over, Jose. And I think that's another guy, <laughs> five eleven and a half, two twenty five. Uh, I think he's going to test well. Uh, this guy, I think, is going to turn some heads in Bedford as well. So, um, very, very deep, very talented running back class at the College Gridiron Showcase this year. Now, keeping with the skill positions, wide receivers, we have uh, some more big names here. Uh, I should update everybody. Uh, we got word after the show that uh, Old Dominion wide receiver Zach Pascal did get an invite to another game, so he will not be competing in the College Gridiron Showcase. It seems like our, a lot of our receivers who blew up in the bowl game uh, caught the attention of, of some of the other all-star events. But uh, still, you know, again, very interesting prospects. The guys like James Quick out of Louisville, a five-star recruit uh, out of high school. A lot of people thought he was the highest recruited player in the history of the school. Uh, Ricky Jones, Jr. from Indiana, an all-Big Ten performer. Uh, Drew Morgan from Arkansas. Robert Wheelwright from Wisconsin. Teldrick Morgan with a touchdown in the Foster's Farm Bowl. Uh, You know, very deep. I'm looking at it. I mean, that's just not even half of the guys that I rattled off. But, Jose, I'll let you take, start off with the wide receivers. I mean, uh, the skill positions, the cornerbacks are going to have their hands full with these guys. I, I think so. Um, I mean, a few – I mean, obviously all the kids that you mentioned um, are, are 
well deserving and and like you said we we recruit well and and you know we we don't hold any grudges of, of against these kids wanting to go um you know to to a a larger game i don't want to say a, a better game but a larger game but we recruit well and in those larger games i don't think recruit as well as us because they come get our guys <laughs> but um the a few of the kids that i'm looking at right now that i'm interested to see is is Carell hamilton out of Stan, uh, Samford. um crazy stats you know from from Sanford and a great game against NCC or SEC competition. So for him to, to come in, I don't think he's going to be blinded by bright lights at all because he's been on those big stages and produced, um, you know, we, we've, like I said, you've, you've rattled off, you know, a bunch of guys, Morgan from, from Arkansas, you know, wheelwright from Wisconsin. Those are big receivers. And, and I think they're going to come in and do well. Um, a few guys, like I said, um, Teldrick Morgan, I thought he played an outstanding game. Um, but one kid I'm looking at in particular um, that kind of reminds me of me when I played is Ricky Jones Jr. out of Indiana. And, um, you know, small, quick dude. Um, I think he's going to – I think he's going to light it up. I, I really think he's going to be hard to cover um, d- just because of his skill set. But um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit intrigued to see him. Um, play just because, like I said, I, I, I kind of was at that prototype when I was a player myself. But, um, you know, Jake Mullenhard from Wyoming, um, very well-coached team this year by Craig Bull, who's a personal friend. Um, they, he did a great job, played well in the bowl, even though it was a kind of like a monsoon, but, but still produced very well. So I'm, I'm excited to see these guys, especially going against the defensive backs that we have in the group. No doubt about it. And Craig Ball, I mean, Joe, we had that conversation on previous shows where we thought, you know, Wyoming might lose him to another squad. I'm pretty sure I saw it come down the wire. They actually upped his uh, salary and, and signed him to an extension. But uh, what, what I do want to touch base upon on the wide receivers, we rattled off some of the players, you know, from the Power Five conference in this group. But, hey, do not underestimate or sleep on the small school wideouts, and Joe Everett never leaves a stone unturned. And he can tell you guys like Austin Duke from Charlotte, the, the speed burner, Alex Jett from Brown out of the Ivy League. And then, man, you guys got to check out this kid out of Towson, Christian Summers. He's the human highlight reel. Uh, Joe, <laughs> your thoughts and impressions on the wide receiver class? Oh, it's a really good group because, you know, like you mentioned, Power Five's repped. Uh, it's a really good Big Ten uh, representation. Jones, uh, Wheelwright, Morgan, and then uh, with the uh, Minnesota receiver, Will Tarski as well. I mean, the Illinois, Zach Grant. So um, it, it's partial to my neck of the woods. But if I'd have to throw out a little shout-out, another small school guy, the Anthony Worm, Illinois State. Guy is just sticky in his routes. Change of direction is really excellent. I think that's yet another name. You may turn some heads just because he's winning. He's separating. I don't know that he's elite in speed, but he just finds ways to get open. Uh, very similar to the Ricky Jones kid. That's another one. I watch a ton of Indiana football. So, yeah, he's a guy I just think, I don't know that he's elite fast. He's not big. He doesn't jump out of the gym. He just makes plays. Uh, Ricky Jones, he's a football player, man. Yeah, no doubt. And one other guy, too, Western Carolina, Spearman Robinson. Wait till you see the mitts on this guy. Uh, you know, he, he's one of the biggest hands in this year's draft class, I can guarantee you that. Um, you know, let's transition to tight ends. And 
Uh, very interesting here, Jose, because I think there's been a lot of uh, to do and news made about Tyrone Swoops announcing that you know he's going to transition to the tight end position now for his uh, moving on to, to to the NFL and uh, trying to continue his career. And I think the benefit of of doing that at the Cosgridiron Showcase is because the event is more organized like an OTA more than a traditional all-star game. Uh, I think this bodes very well for him to be able to make that transition, showcase his uh, skill set, and not have to worry about, you know, the, the pressure of performing in a game atmosphere his first time uh, taking reps at tight ends. And, and you're, you're 100% right. Um, I had a great conversation with his father, and um, I, I honestly don't know if he had any – invites or looks from any other events. But um, after talking to his father at length, um, they like the idea that he's basically going to, he's he's practicing, you know, with a controlled scrimmage and, and they like that aspect of it. And I don't know if too many people were trying to gamble on him just coming in as a tight end and expecting to play. But fortunately for him, he he's been training. He's from Grapevine. So he's right down the road from Bedford and he's been training with former Dallas Cowboys tight end Doug Cosby, uh, who was one of our coaches in the very first CGS 2015, um, who was an all-pro tight end himself. So he's taken this seriously, and, and I think it was a brilliant move on his part to say, and, and, and talking to Tyrone um, himself, saying that, you know, he doesn't care if he's holding PATs, if he's snapping the ball, throwing the ball, catching the ball, even playing defense, he, he wants to get out there and do it. So I, I honestly, I think he's a make it kid. I, I think he's going to make somebody's roster um, just because of simple size and athleticism and, and the, the willingness to do whatever it takes to be on that roster. So I'm excited to see him. Yeah, I think that, that's probably going to generate some buzz down there. Like you said, being from Texas, us being in Bedford, uh, local storyline, uh, the media will be all over that one. And, you know, Joe, I know nobody's got their finger on the match better than you do, and you were excited about that tight end up there in Buffalo. Mason Shrek. I mean, a lot of people listening, yes, he's he's already on the all-name team, first off, but he's, he's definitely all-CGS all team. I mean, the guy was on the map, I think, before this year, but really took it up a notch. I mean, he just made some plays down the field and flashed some speed I didn't think he had. Uh, you knew he had the long body. He's got really good strength. He plows through some tacklers. He gets involved in the running game, and I, I think he's got the soft hands. It's just the uh, athleticism showed up. I really think he's legit, and probably the player on this roster I'm kind of the happiest about is just, you know, Buffalo has had uh, a, a rough season. It's kind of rebuilt, getting that new monster-sized quarterback of theirs involved in the passing game, but Shrek, he was the, the constant, I'd say, of that team on offense. And, boy, I'm just glad to see that not only is he at an all-star event, but he's at ours, uh, definitely going to be helping this kid's grill, asking him a lot of questions. <laughs> so maybe no, I, I enjoy Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying I enjoy uh, Lance, Le- Lance Leopold is a really good friend of mine, and um, I've known Lance since 1998, when I was recruiting players from him, uh, coaching indoor football, and he was at UNO, and, and I'm excited. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't follow the Mac as closely, but I follow my friends, and so I, I 
when I saw Shrek pop up in terms of being one of the guys in, I was really excited because I know Lance is doing a bang up job there. I mean, it's, that's tough going there in Buffalo, but um, you know, he produces players and Max, I think is, or, you know, Shrek is one of them. So I'm, I'm excited to see him as well too. Sorry to cut you, but I was just, like I said, give oh, a yeah. shout out to Lance Leipold, who, uh, like I said, personal friend, good friend of mine, and um, happy that we were able to put one of his players in the event. Yeah, well, I mean, Shrek is going to be a red zone mismatch all day long and just a matchup problem. Uh, some other guys that are intriguing, too, you know, I, I like the dynamic that we have uh, here. Again, with our format, we're able to take guys like Roman Deloach from Temple, who started off as a tight end, converted over to defensive end this year, actually played a little Ironman football, took snaps on both sides of the ball, and he actually finished second on the team with sacks. And we also have Standish Dobard from Miami, who was in the same situation, taking snaps on both sides of the ball. So NFL teams will get a chance to evaluate these guys at both positions, both very intriguing guys. And the last one, you know, Draft Knicks out there might not be too familiar with Anthony Kukwa from Lake Erie, but I know, Jose, we've spoken about this in the past. I think our event is going to single-handedly help this kid get drafted because he, he's, a, he's a jackknife, man. He, he could be an H-back, fullback, tight end. Uh, he's also uh, probably maybe his best skill set could be at long snapper. True. Um, I was told by a scout he was a make-a-kid. I mean, which uh, you you just illustrated all those points, and, and he's just, he's in the same boat as as all you know. Quite honestly, Tyrone Swoops, to where he's going to have to do all those things to show value, and, you know. And it's unfortunate, you know. And I say it's unfortunate. Obviously, Lake Erie College is probably as big as our kitchen tables. You know, it's not a very popular name school for for where it's at. But he went there and he put in work, and you know he's. We're gonna put him. We're gonna put him to work like the NFL is, tight end, long snapping, H back, and he's gonna get it. I told him he's gonna get his money's worth coming there because he's gonna work. So you, I agree. I think he's totally under the radar. Um, I, I, I don't know if somebody will spend a draft pick on him, but I, if they don't, he's probably gonna be the first phone call for somebody as soon as the draft is over. That I can tell you. Yeah, I'm excited to see him, and uh, we're talking uh, Cod Gridiron Showcase rosters, breaking it down, moving and grooving along, and we're going to uh, go to the big uglies, Joe, because, you know, while <laughs> everybody loves the skill set positions, I know you and I are going to be pinpoint focused on the trench warfare, and there are some big uglies here on this roster. Most definitely. I think uh, one that's standing out to me and uh, just a couple of guys that really, from the scheme, they come out of the burden, Georgia Tech, and then Chris Taylor from Tulane. Uh, intriguing guy for me because four-year starter. He's got an NFL body. He brings versatility, just kind of like the couple guys, like what he can do, pulling out, getting out, and then also manpower. I think the scheme change that he went through. Uh, Tulane, you know, it used to be spread, used to be up-tempo. Now it's like a short-setting triple option attack under Willie Fritz with all those runs and motions. Uh, that's a heck of a change to have to go through. So it would be nice to get more information on Willie Fritz's uh, different offense, what that entailed. And in particular, though, he has been practicing 
against one of my favorite defenses, that angry wave at Tulane. And I think one of the better defensive tackles this year, uh, Tanzel Smart, is just a yep. natural life. He's a real-life monster. I mean, this guy could haunt offensive line dreams. So uh, asking Chris Taylor, like, what was it like going up against this guy in practice and also as a, a consular, I mean, uh, Taylor, I'm hoping, is going to give me some ammunition uh, for Mr. Smart when I see him in uh, Mobile. I'm uh, pretty fascinated with Tanzel Smart, so I'll be uh, eager to talk to Taylor about his matchups in practice, what it's been like at that program, and just, you know, seeing a real-life change, like the, the whole culture change, what that locker room went through this year. It's uh, you got to be happy for Tulane, so uh, yeah, I'll uh, definitely be talking to Mr. Chris Taylor. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you mentioned Tanzel. We we spoke to at the uh, AAC Media Day, and we were trying to get him into the college gridiron suitcase then, but I knew he was going to be getting that Senior Bowl invite. But uh, Jose, you know, we mentioned the diversity of the college gridiron suitcase, and another guy we spoke to at that uh, all. American or All Athletic Conference, the AAC there, with, uh, Andreas Knapp, also known as Thor, out of UConn. And just looking at the all tackle position alone, I mean, you got Mason Zanti from South Carolina in the SEC. We mentioned Thor from the AAC. Then you got a guy like Stephen Moore from the Pac-12 over at California, and Mitchell Kirsch, who will actually be competing down the road in Frisco on the seventh and the FCS championship for James Madison, and then we'll immediately report to the College Gridiron Showcase and suit up for us and begin practicing uh, on the 8th in Bedford. Yeah, it's going to be – it'll be a whirlwind for him. I'm excited for him. Um, One guy I'm kind of curious about, you know, that that I'm I'm interested in um, is Jalen Ware from Alabama State. You know, I – uh, you know, get, we don't really get that many SWAC players. Um, I, I try to, to to focus on a lot of the conferences that, that don't get a lot of notoriety, SWAC being one of them, the Ivy League being another one. And, and so he stands out to me as a, as a guy that, you know, he's graded well. You know, I, I mean, and let's face facts, unless you're a, a gigantic left tackle, you know, none of the line positions are sexy draft positions. I mean, they're, you know, people laughed at the Cowboys – for the last couple of years of drafting linemen high in the draft, you know, second, third round. And now what being 13 and two or whatever, the best line in football, as they're called, there's, there's enough to be said with a lot of, a lot of linemen draft picks. And I think we have some guys that some of those tackles, they might get knocked into guard, but either way, they're, they're going to be pile movers on Sunday because of just that their body of work already. So, I, I like I said, I, I have an, uh, an affection for the linemen because obviously, being an offensive guy, you can't do anything unless you got people protecting and moving piles. So that's that's always uh, you guys being new to CGS. We have a place at Pennington that we call the Pit, and um, it's usually where everybody goes to watch the one-on-one matchups. And um, you'll see a lot of scouts and everybody at the pit because there's a set of bleachers that are right on the field, right in the end zone where they do their one-on-ones. And that's going to be the hot spot. And I'm always there every time they start one-on-ones, regardless of what I'm doing. So seeing those guys, it's going to be fun this year. Well, you know what? I'm going to stick with you right there, Jose, because I want to talk about the pit and the defensive line you know, we just spoke offensive line. I'm looking at the defensive line saying, oh, my God, look at these 300-pounders, the battles in the pit. 
And these guys, I mean, just a couple of them. We'll, we'll, we'll lump the tackles and the ends together here. But uh, Adam Butler, this guy is skyrocketing up draft for seven tackles uh, in the Independence Bowl for Vanderbilt. Nick James from Mississippi State, huge, huge, huge in the St. Petersburg Bowl. Two tackles for loss, a huge sack there. Casey Shields from Ohio with the big sack in the Dollar General Bowl. And then I'm excited, Jose, we get to see tomorrow in the Music City Bowl, we got a bunch of big boys on that Tennessee defensive line with Danny O'Brien and Corey Vereen. They'll be on the on the uh, spotlight main stage, 3.30 tomorrow, I think, over on ESPN. But uh, this defensive line, just as big, just as talented as that offensive line. And, man, the pit – is my new favorite spot in Bedford. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's an interesting spot. It's in uh, one of the corners of the end zone, and for some odd reason, and I hope they they kept the bleachers there. But there's a set of bleachers, um, roll away bleachers that are, that are sitting there, and the line gathers over there. And I'm telling you, you know, they'll do their drills, their warm ups, and the the D line will be on the other end of the end zone. And then when they start those one-on-ones and they gather there, oh, it's all over with. Everybody is there. I mean, those bleachers fill up real quick, and we'll try to set up practice um, so we can keep it there because it is cozy, it's comfortable, we can film it well. But getting back to these guys, I mean, you're right. There's a bunch of guys that that are they they come you know at these offensive linemen with a lot of power and a lot of bad intentions. Watching film on some of these guys, I mean, we're, we're pretty blessed to get some of the kids that we have in there. And you're right, there's going to be a lot of a lot of thunder and lightning in that <laughs> that pit area because it, you just see the matchups and you can put it in your head when you watch the film of this guy. You see them in games and you're like, you know what? In less than a week or so, these guys are going to be cracking skulls, and and it's great. I get I'm getting chills just thinking about it, talking about it right now because that honest to me, I'm a I'm a I'm a quarterback, running back, receivers guy, but that's my favorite part is watching those one-on-ones. It's uh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're right there with you. And uh, Joe, we I mean we covered a lot of these guys already, but who are you looking at? Anybody uh, intriguing you here on the defensive line? Well, just uh, on the whole, though, it, this is a heck of a group, and I'm starting to think about these poor linemen. I mean, you better pack a lunch. I mean, a lot of these guys have size and speed, and uh, I think I I bored everybody to death with my love for Casey Sales on the last show, but uh, you mentioned the Cookwood guy, and we mentioned versatility. I think Sales is another guy that's kind of like a Swiss Army knife. He could play a little tackle, he could play in, he keeps his eye on the ball, bats, passes, uh, comes from a great program. Frank Solich over there doing it right, and then the guy we saw yesterday, uh, Shakir Soto, Pittsburgh. I, I just watched him play against Northwestern. Did some great things off edge. Just a naturally disruptive player. He's got a nasty attitude, a real wide base, and he is super long with some big monster oh, yeah. paws. Uh, wherever he lines up, I think he's going to get the job done. And another guy, I think, uh, you know, you get him in on some nickel packages or dime packages, you could put him on inside and he'd still be as effective as a pass rusher, which is, you know, natural power Soto has. So that's another guy. I just saw him on the roster and like, nice. He's going to be a CBS superstar. <laughs> you know, getting back to, to uh, Corey Sales, um, 
Really interesting story there. Every year, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, and every year we always have a kid from Omaha. That's my thing. I try to find one. I mean, obviously they need to be, you know, draft worthy and whatnot. And every year we look out and find a kid who's um, draft worthy, good grade, good program. And Corey Sales is one of those guys. And, and once again, I have a, an affection for the Ohio program. Frank Solage was at my wedding. Um, I pray, I played for Jimmy Burrow, who's their defensive coordinator and a lot of that staff are old Nebraska guys that I know. So every year we usually go up there hunting for guys from the University of Ohio. And you are right. They do it right. They, they always produce great guys. And um, we're pretty fortunate to where I was able to get a guy in there from Ohio and get an Omaha guy. So I'm happy. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Great insight here on the Cobb's Good Iron Showcase uh, roster reaction show. And just to – wrap up these defensive linemen a little bit here. I mean, Soto, you mentioned, uh, I mean, this is why I love the ball season because you really get to see these guys uh, isolated. You know, the, the Saturdays I'm usually on the road. I'm at a game. I try to play catch-up all week uh, with, with so many games. But with the ball format, I mean, uh, it's a, more of an isolated situation. And I love the fact that ESPN, you can go back, watch the replays. Uh, that's why I've been trying to point out a couple of the bowl games here that some of our participants have already played in because you can kind of get, you know, uh, a, a glimpse of them and what to expect down at the College Gridiron Showcase. But Julian Pinnock, Odrick from Rutgers, probably their most uh, impressive defensive lineman when I saw them in person this year. And then a couple other guys I just want to make note of. I mean, Andre Pipkin from Texas Tech and Chris Kasher from Faulkner via Florida State University. I mean, this is going to intrigue a lot of scouts. That's why, you know, we're anticipating close to or maybe more than 100 NFL teams. And a lot of teams are sending half a dozen scouts because of the not only talent but the depth. And, again, you know, the defensive tackle class is pretty stacked in this year's draft, but defensive end is a little bit thin in this year's draft class. And like Jose said, for us to be able to get some of the guys that we have, uh, very shocking, but, hey, very fortunate uh, that they are in our event. So uh, let's um, let's transition over to linebackers now. And, you know, we can group the outside, inside, back together cover this as a whole unit. I'll start this one off uh, with you, Joe, and uh, I know I'm excited about a handful of these guys. Uh, I'll let you start it off and have the fun, though, because there's a lot of directions, a lot of players I can talk about in this group. Well, uh, one that it's like, uh, you know, the process was started, and I'm just so glad he was on the list and just is now on, on in the event is Alex Lyons Rice. Uh, I know he doesn't have ideal size. He's not long. He's not tall. He might be pigeonholed even in an even front. But, man, you got to love how he flies around the football field. Uh, just an athlete. He reminds me kind of Danny Trevathan out of Georgia, who's played so well for the Broncos. And he was having a good season for John Fox in Chicago, but I think he got hurt. But bottom line, these are both guys kind of built like running backs, but that, that what they do is get side to sideline and it's just in a heartbeat. And that skill set, it really pays. I mean, he could he could be that weak side linebacker in a 4-3 where he could just read, react, chase it down, and, and blow runs up. I think that's what he does for Rice. So 
I think he's going to be at the event flashing some of that speed. And, you know, it wouldn't be me talking if it wasn't Mac flavored Blair Brown at Ohio again. It just pleases <laughs> me to see that he's out there, uh, kind of the heartbeat of that unit, a uh, real enforcer type. And uh, that's what you need. Uh, you need someone who's going to light people up. And, boy, that's what Brown did at Ohio. Uh, Brown is another one of these guys just skyrocketing up there for the huge, huge bowl game. And, again, you can go back to ESPN. We'll let you watch the replay. If you're not familiar with Blair Brown, go watch the Dollar General Bowl. This guy had a dozen tackles all game long while you kept hearing the announcers call him Blair Brown uh, from start to finish in that one. Uh, Jose, a lot of intriguing guys here. Brandon Bell had a linebacker for you over at Penn State. And then we talk about the versatility and how important that is. Uh, Christian Kunt, who, you know, really came onto our radar at the NEC Media Day. A lot of a big buzz around this player there. We dug into him, uh, kind of uh, evaluated him throughout the season. And, you know, I think that Kunt is one of these FCS guys that, you know, you remove that helmet off of him, you wouldn't know the difference when he's standing next to some of these FBS guys. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, you know, like the model says, it's not where you play, it's how you play. And, and um, very impressive on film. Very, I mean, very much a stat hound. And he's another kid that's like um, Kunua, the tight end, that's going to be playing long snapper as well. So here's another guy saying, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to get on this field. And I, I just think he's a, he's a tackle machine. I mean, he's a skin magnet. He's going to find where the ball is. And, you know, like I said, watching the film on him, um, he, he comes with bad intentions, reckless abandon. He brings his feet, brings everything to the tackle. Um, You've you got to love a kid that, that brings that energy. Um, another kid on the board that, that I'm excited to see um, is T.J. Neal, who um, was basically, you know, he was an all-academic um, player at Illinois, and, and, and I think he was an all-conference mention there, a second or third team, and he transfers in his graduate year to Auburn to up his stock. And um, things didn't work out the way he wanted to in terms of playing time, and he ended up playing late, which is good. But I think he's going to be a pleasant surprise um, to, to teams because he had a great year at Illinois and then kind of disappeared a little bit, and we pulled him back up. And, in fact, his name was one of the names that a scout – had mentioned to me when we sent out the rosters that he's ex- ex- especially excited to see him because, like he said, the same things I did. Came from Illinois, kind of disappeared, and now he's kind of coming back into his own. So um, great linebacker core, and compared with these running backs, there, there's going to be a, a lot of collisions, you know, going on in, in, in that one-on-one period with inside run or, or pass pro. So I'm anxious to see these guys out there covering some of these bigger backs because some of the backs that we have are as big as these linebackers. So um, it's just going to be uh, who moves well with the ball and, and who can bring a guy down when he needs to. That is true. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned uh, some of those guys there. Also, uh, Chris Malumba from Maine, I want to point out, he is one of the higher-rated uh, prospects for the Canadian Football League, and uh, there's a guy with dual-draft eligibility, so he'll uh, have an opportunity to impress NFL scouts, but at the very least, uh, you're talking about a top-round selection in the CFL. And then Tyler Condit, who – 
you know, we've already gotten a sneak peek. Train, you know, he's training here in New Jersey at Parabolic Performance and uh, New Haven all-time leading tackler. I think he finished with 454 career tackles, which is just incredible. Um, almost, you know, actually very similar to Tyler Matakavich. He might be a little bit bigger than Matakavich. Um, so, and we're waiting for one. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to do this, but we're hoping if Navy is out there listening. You know, Jose Powell had an incredible season. We're waiting to hear back on the military. Uh, he has to get approval for that, man. That's another player I would love to see possibly in our event. But uh, let's transition over to the secondary, fellas. We'll take them uh, one at a time, cornerbacks, and then safeties. Uh, Jose, I'll start with you on the cornerbacks. Again, a uh, lot of power five conference representation here, very deep class at cornerback. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and, and, you know, and deservingly so because of the way the the college game has changed with the spread and things that these guys have had to become athletes um, or were athletes, but, you know, some of them transition from offense to defense, but these guys are as good at athletes as the receivers they're covering. Um, Nickel slot, Ryan Reed from Baylor, um, obviously played a great game against Boise State, you know, I mean, in, in a big blowout there, which is kind of surprising. Um, one kid that, that kind of comes to mind um, is Devontae Neal, who's another um, slot corner nickel guy. And these are smaller guys, 5'9", um, 5'10"-ish, that are, I mean, I think personally, I think it's, you know, obviously with football as it goes, it's tougher to cover that inside guy. I mean, I think we have some great outside corners. You know, you got the David Rivers who will be playing, you know, against Kirsch in that championship game from Youngstown State. But these are bigger corners. Um, but these smaller guys I'm more intrigued with because they have a tougher job with the two-way go with the quicker guys when you're, you're covering your, um, you know, inside receivers that are a little bit more scat-like as opposed to the bigger bodies. But, um, you know, I, I'm very excited for this crew and, and – um, you know, like you were saying with, with the matchups, you know, we got Malik Foreman, who's a corner out of Tennessee. We'll be able to see him play tomorrow. So there, it's a great preview um, for for a lot of these kids, especially in terms of, you know, with the matchups that we have going on. So, I've, like I said, once again, those one-on-ones, they're not, as, they're not as intriguing as the line ones, but it's going to be a good one as well too, I feel. Well, you know, I'm, I got one. I'm looking forward to seeing some speed on speed. Jamal Wilkes from Iowa State, I'm hearing he could test in the 4-3 range. Uh, between him and Austin Duke on the other side of the ball, those two guys, I mean, they're probably my, – my bet is those are probably the two fastest guys in our events. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. And then, Joe, you know, I'm looking forward to – you know, there's a bunch of bowl games today. I'm looking forward to the Belt Bowl. Because at 5.30 p.m., we're going to get a chance to see D.J. Dean and Jared Collins, the Arkansas cornerback duo, uh, playing today. So you can get a sneak peek of some of these college grid showcase participants in just a few hours. That's probably the best part this year about the event when we're doing and how we're breaking it down is because these guys just last night blew up in a bowl. Just today, you get to see them in a bowl. It's like, no, yes, we have real live players that are, are going to be playing at the next level at our event. And, yeah, it's a, a really good corner group. Hicks from Michigan State. But uh, Jose mentioned him earlier, David Rivers, Youngstown State, uh, another guy playing in a bowl on the 7th. Uh, 
his length and that speed, I mean, just seeing him read and react, he's got a real smooth back pedal, nice hips. I'm excited to see, you know, we've got so many good matchups for him. There's speed receivers, we've got big receivers, and just that prototype the teams want. They're looking for 5'11 and a half and above, and, boy, he is just about a full 6'1". So I think he could use this event, catapult him just into that next echelon of corners. And I know I'm a broken record, but I don't care. It's another kid coming out of a good program and a solid defense at Youngstown, uh, Bo Pelini. I mean, that's, that's pro-level coaching that you're going to get. So uh, I think Rivers is a prospect that, yeah, I'm I'm pretty hyped up about. Definitely fits that prototypical mold of the, the modern-day cornerback and uh, a guy here. I, I think he has a chance to be a solid mid-round selection here in the upcoming uh, 2017 draft. Now, uh, let's bring it over to safeties. And, Joe, I'll stick it with you because, hey, there's that matching again, the MAC conference with some uh, heavy <laughs> representation in the safety group here. match. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. Anise, Rogers, uh, I mean, both those guys can play. And yeah, Anise, real team letter, uh, team leader for Central Michigan. But the guy I'm kind of excited about is the small score for a change, Tyson Graham. I think he's a form tackler, excels in space, uh, plays a ton of special teams, another big guy just flying around the football field, kind of where he fits in. Uh, uh, you know he's a prospect just based on athleticism, but seeing him in these scrimmages and in, in events and how he reacts against that, you know, it's a small schooler, but I, I'm pretty sure he's got a big game. But, yeah, another group that it's a lot of size and a lot of speed in this safety group we've got here. And, yeah, I think, I think Tyson Graham's going to blow this up. Yeah, I like Tyson Graham. I know uh, Jose does as well. And, uh, Jose, again, a lot of diversity here when you talk about level of play, different conferences. We also have Dylan Haynes from Texas, uh, Anthony Chaffee from Rutgers, uh, Nick Hulshue from Concordia, a very interesting under-the-radar prospect who I think led the nation with nine interceptions last season. Uh, Another strong season, I think 100 tackles this season, but again, uh, just the blend and mix of different players from different backgrounds and different levels of competition, really going to give the NFL scouts a good look here. Without a doubt, and I, I got to give extra love to Tyson Graham, uh, South Dakota. I'm a former Yote, All-American, All-Conference myself, so it was especially exciting for me to, to have somebody from my school in, in, in my event, so I, I love it to death, and talked to him at length and he's excited ready to go um no i our safe that safety group is is lethal it really is if you watch if you really look and watch at some film of some of these guys we got pretty fortunate to get some of these big school kids um uh, you know as you say maction you know those kids play some ball up there man and and really excited to see this group come and play and be able to cover these tight ends which are you know it's gonna have some great i mean you're gonna have some repeat matchups with some of those kids from the MAC um, um, as safeties and, and the tight ends, you know, that are there. So I'm really excited to see what they can do. Yeah, and, you know, winding out uh, the roster reaction uh, show here, we got to break it down with special teams. And, Jose, I know this is an area that the College Gridiron Showcase has had a lot of great success uh, during the first two events. I believe Mike McCabe is a 
special teams advisor, and uh, I think he's got his, his finger on the pulse in terms of special team prospects as well as anybody does on the planet. I mean, Mike does a good job. I mean, he's he's got a Super Bowl ring with the Bears as as a punter. I mean, he knows his stuff, and we've been very blessed, um, you know, right now to have the the specialists that we do in the league. But it's a tough position. It really is. I mean, when you've had what last year they had a punter, a kicker, and a long snapper drafted, you know, out of 256 guys. I mean, it, it's it's a tough racket because those guys can play if you're good. For 10, 15 years. So there's really not a need. And so we, we really try to focus. And I think we're the only event, the only event that has a pure special teams practice. We don't take any time out of our regular practice. We make it their own practice. And that way the, you can tell right away the teams that are interested in kickers or need of punters and long snappers, they stay and they watch. So, um, you know, the ones that we have right now, I mean, I don't think they're a bad group. I mean, as good as you can get in terms of, you know, like I said, once again, like the quarterbacks. And that probably is the truest position to where it doesn't matter where you play. A 50-yard field goal is a 50-yard field goal. You know, the the, the uprights aren't any wider or, or anything of that nature. But, um, you know, I, I really like the guys that we have in there with, with um, you know, Poyo out of uh, UConn and, 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 you know, Young Hoku. Now that's the all name team right there <laughs> out of Southern Georgia. <laughs> and then, um, and then Worth Gregory, you know, and Jake Ryder, you know, rounding out that group. I think it's going to be a very competitive group. It'll be a quick practice, a 45 minute practice that these guys will go through. But Mike McCabe, he's a, he's a drill sergeant, man. He's going to chart everything and they're going to kick to their leg falls off. I can tell you that right now. So, um, we'll have some returners there. Um, everybody, every DB, every receiver, and a few running backs that, that feel that they can catch the ball are going to be there. So um, we're excited with that exchange as well, too. But um, like I said, it's just a tough, it's a tough grind for the specialists. So we try to focus on it. And last year, like I said, we had some luck with some specialists in the year before as well, too. So hopefully we can continue that streak. Yeah, and, you know, Ryder out of Towson, uh, one of my favorites in the event, 46 yards per punt, I believe uh, just about the best average in the country. But not only that, pinpoint accuracy. I think he has more touchbacks inside the, the 20, just pinning down the opponent. And, you know, Joe, I'll wrap it up with you because I think you're a little bit cuckoo or cocoa for a young who. <laughs> you can set your watch to that kid. Uh, Grove's a finalist for good reason. I'm just super accurate and, uh, once again, consistent. I think he's also coordinated, pretty nifty athlete, not that he has to be. Uh, I don't know that he's going to be any kickoff specialist with a, a heavy boot, but high accuracy placement of that ball, that's what, you know, you're worried about with those place kickers. And, yeah, Koo's got it. I think he had a really good season despite the coaching change there, the offensive change. One thing they could definitely rely on was a, a consistent kicker and a snapper there. I think their center is also his roommate and uh, one of the two uh, Koreans on the team. So this is definitely a kid I'm uh, excited to meet and just find out a little bit 
more about, and hopefully uh, he has a really good week there because he's been consistent all year. And, yeah, I think that's a guy, he's got a shot at the next level. Just it, Like you said, it's so difficult for these specialists, and I'm glad he chose this event because ours is, is definitely unique in the scrimmage aspect and sort of the, the spotlight that would be put on him. Yeah, and, you know, the Cod's Gridiron Showcase this year mirroring the NFL a, a little bit and uh, with the international flavor, uh, you know, Desmond Owino from Jacksonville State out of Kenya, uh, Kadar Spooner from north of the border, uh, another uh, Canada prospect. Uh, so a little international flavor in the Cod's Gridiron Showcase, never leaving a stone unturned, that's for sure. And uh, it's been a pleasure here this running down uh, the roster breakdown. And, you know, yesterday we announced the entire roster. As you can catch that over on the website, over at cgsallstar.com for the full rosters. Today we had a great analysis and breakdowns, excellent insight from our panel. Of course, uh, Jose Jefferson, one of the owners of the Cod's Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, and Joe Everett from the NFL Draft Biber. Bible, uh, Director of College Football Scouting there. Of course, I was Rick Saratella. Uh, parting shot, fellas, as we wind it up here. we got another minute or two. Uh, Joe, parting shot for the people here, my man. Oh, that's it. Anybody listening wanting to find out more, CGS All-Star and uh, a unique event that I'm really looking forward to taking place just because involvement, interaction, more scrimmages, more just attention to good reps for good kids. And you can follow Joe at Joe W. Everett, and I'll also add probably more sit-down one-on-one interviews between players and scouts than any other event. Jose, we are, I think, like nine days or less away. I'll probably be seeing it out there in under a week. Uh, final thoughts oh, yeah. here as we get ready to pack for Bedford. Uh, if you're not there, you're missing out. It's going to be great this year. So um, be there or don't be there. But I'm excited. Truth be told, it, it's going to be a great event. No doubt about it. The draft season kicks off in Bedford, Texas, January 7th through the 11th. We'll be live on location, bringing you a wall-to-wall coverage of it all. Really looking forward to it all, and I thank you, gentlemen, for joining me here today, December 29th, winding down the 2016 calendar year, and we will be in Bedford for 2017, January the 7th. Stay tuned, everybody. I want to give a special shout-out to Defiance Fuel Water. Check out defiancefuel.com. Always keeping us hydrated here. If you're watching on the live stream, you know, the Defiance Fuel is making me get through this show. And now we're going to uh, go and turn it and crank it and count you down to the 2017 NFL Draft. I just want to let everybody know the NFLDraftBible.com will be relaunching. It will be a free format. We're opening the floodgates. Really excited about it. So keep it locked for that. Follow the Cod's Good Iron Showcase on Twitter at CGS All-Star. And, of course, the NFL Draft Bible at NFL Draft Bible for all your action. Till the next time, everybody.